4 and verse number 12. Who needs a lesson? Who needs a lesson? You forgot to pick up a lesson. I mean, you're running here without a lesson. All right, guys. Who, who's Johnny, you're behind schedule, son. A what? Who's got a pen this young man can borrow? There we go. All right. Is there anything else we can help you with? A water. No. All right. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. All the way over there, Johnny, to your right. There you go. Or your left. My right. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else need a lesson? I want to make sure. You don't want to miss this one, guys. If there's ever one you need to get, you need to get this one. Uh, how many of you have gone through uh, some difficult times before? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that's what we're going to talk about tonight. The title of tonight's lesson is It's Fiction to Get Real. Have you ever have you ever heard that terminology? Yeah. It's fixing to get real up in here. Amen. Yeah. Uh, what the 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 Christians were fixing to face was going to be a sure enough deal. It was going to be uh, way beyond the average typical problems uh, uh, that we'll talk about here in just a minute. They're fixing to go through some really, really, really difficult times, and Peter's trying to get them prepared for this. Peter's trying to help them uh, get ready for what's coming, uh, and I, I tell you what, I, I've really been looking at the signs of the times, if you will, what's happening in America, what's happening in our country. Uh, I, I think with, without question, we are in, in America, from the time of America's beginning, we are in the most God-hating culture ever. The most Christian-hating culture ever. Uh, uh, the agenda of this world is, is it's, it's, I'm telling you, in America, it's fixing to get real. We have, we have uh, American businesses here in America where we have freedom. Y'all know freedom? Uh, uh, are, are, are being ruled against by federal courts uh, against their own religious beliefs when it comes to, especially with the homosexual agenda right now. Uh, it's fixing to get real. Persecution is going to happen in our lifetime before the return of Christ. And uh, we need to be ready. We need to be understanding of what's going to take place. And, and this is a great chapter to deal with that. All right. First Peter chapter 4 in verse 12. If you found your spot, say amen. amen. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. The word strange means different from the ordinary in a way that causes suspicion or curiosity in other words uh, this shouldn't be something unusual to you uh, if if the devil wasn't fighting us I think that was strange uh, this is Easter week this is uh, Easter Sunday coming up and every year some stupidity takes place this week to try to uh, upset what's going on to try to stop what God's going to do because God always shows out at Easter amen and, and if the devil wasn't doing something, I would think that was strange. But since uh, things are taking place and he's fighting, that's normal. Say amen. amen. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. Now this fiery trial is in reference to uh, uh, the, the persecution that's fixing to take place against the Christians uh, from Rome, uh, Nero and the different Caesars there. He said, but rejoice. This is odd, but rejoice. When all hell's breaking loose in your life, rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, 
that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be what? Glad. Glad. Also with exceeding what? If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy. In two verses, he's used happiness or joy four different times when it comes to suffering. Happy are ye for the spirit of the glory of, in the, excuse me, for the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end uh, be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Now here's, here's your verse. Wherefore, because of all we just read and what's coming to pass and what's fixing to take place, let them that suffer according to the will of God. Boy, that, that one verse sure messes up them prosperity preachers. That says it's not the will of God that anybody suffer or anybody be sick. It's not the will of God that anybody go through difficulty. Well, the verse says, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of who? God. Commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Father, thank you for your word. <clears throat> Lord, help me. Help me tonight. I pray, Lord, that you'll touch my heart and my mind and help me to be obedient unto you and say what I'm supposed to say, not, not, not forget anything important and not to say anything arrogant, not to say anything out of the way, not to say anything that I'm not supposed to say. I pray, Lord, that you will edify the saints tonight. I pray that you'll lift them up. And, Lord, I pray that Jesus will be exalted in this study and, God, your saints will be edified. Lord, we'll praise you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> the trials of life. We talk about trials in, 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 in many different ways, and, and there's several trials that we can look at. There's several trials we can talk about. Uh, uh, when it comes to difficulties and facing issues in life, and and several of them we, we can we can we can deal with, but three three specific ones tonight, and uh, we're going to focus on the last one first. Uh, in life, we find there's some just plain old trials. There's plain trials. Uh, number one, right that in the first part of your notes there. Uh, there are plain trials. In other words, things that just happen, things that just happen. Uh, a flat tire. Uh, your, 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 your wash machine tears up or, or uh, there's a leaky roof and, and, or maybe I got a common cold and, that, and we look at it, this is not God punishing us, this is not God testing us, this is just us living in a broke down world. Are y'all with me? Everything in this world is corrupt. Everything in this world falls apart. Everything in this world rusts or, or falls or, 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 or uh, is corrupted to the point it begins to die the moment it begins to live. Everything. We're living in a cursed earth, a cursed world, and sometimes we're just going to have plain old trials. Sometimes the car just ain't going to crank. Sometimes the battery's just going to be dead. Uh, sometimes there's just going to be issues we got to deal with, and we can't blame the devil. We can't blame God. Are y'all with me? Yes. 
That's just the way it is. We just have plain trials. But then we're going to face trials in our life that are punishing trials. They're punishing trials. And we, we, we can use Jonah as an example of this. Uh, Jonah was commanded to go to Nineveh. Jonah had a, a command from God to, to go and preach the gospel and, 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 and reach a city. And he decided not to do that. He made a poor decision. Uh, how many of y'all ever made a poor decision? Every, every decision and every step he took that was away from the will of God, according to Jonah, if you go read it, it went down. He went down to Joppa. He went down in the ship. And I'm telling you, when you go against the will of God, you're going down. Amen? And y'all know what happened. God prepared a fish. God, God sent a storm. Uh, there's been storms in my life was because of disobedience. There's been issues that's taken place in my life because of disobedience. God has a big stick. God has a big belt. Whom he loveth, he chasteneth. If you're out chastening, you are a bastard, not a son. What does that mean? If you belong to God and you are straying away, he will get your attention. And there are trials we face in life because of poor decisions. There's trials we face because of things that we've done to disobey God. So there's punishing trials. There's plain trials. There's punishing trials. And then the one I want to focus on tonight is there's purifying trials. There's, there's purifying trials. And a great illustration of this is Job. Most of you know the story of Job. Most of you know the, <coughs> excuse me, the issues he faced and what he went through. He was a righteous man. Uh, he, not only, he not only went to church for himself, he went to church for all his children. He burnt sacrifices for himself, but then he offered sacrifices for his children. I mean, this guy, if there was a righteous guy in the Bible, this was him. Uh, he went through hell on earth. I mean, and God just turned the devil loose on him. And, and this was really not about Job. This was more about God. But God used this issue to purify Job. And, and, and Job said this. And in, in Job chapter number 23, verse 10, he said, But he knoweth the way that I take. And when he hath tried me, there's that word, tried me, when he has put me through the fire, when he has uh, come. And, 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 and then, and then uh, chapter 4 of 1 Peter, the word trial there means a smelting. It's the melting of metal to separate. Y'all, have y'all ever seen when they put silver or gold in this pot and it, and it puts under extreme heat and that heat begins to melt it and the impurities come to the top? Do y'all know what I'm talking about? The impurities come to the top and they scoop it out and they just heat it up and heat it up and heat it up and it just gets purer and purer and purer. And they say it's ready when you can see the reflection. In, are y'all with me? What are you saying? I'm saying this. Sometimes God will let us go through the fire to purify us. Sometimes God will let us go through the heat. Sometimes God will let us go through the trials of life. Sometimes God will bring issues in our life, not because he hates us, not because he wants to torture us, not because he's disciplined us. No, sir. It's because he wants to see his reflection in our life. Are y'all with me? And there's the trial of purifying. He said, when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. I shall come forth as gold. The word try, <clears throat> here in verse 12, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Those two words go together in the Greek. Fiery trial, that is the smelting. That's the process of, 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 of going through the heat to separate. Uh, but then it says, the fiery trial, which is to try you. That second word, try I looked that up, and, and that means that's the word that means putting to proof. Putting to proof. In other words, testing was really there. 
testing what's really there. Let me back up. Let me back up to chapter 1 and read something just a second. It says in verse 6, where in chapter 1, verse 6, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, though now for a season, a temporary time, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, manifold trials, manifold uh, difficulties, that the trial, the putting the proof, the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Preacher, what's the point? Uh, God will put your faith through the fire because he needs you to see what kind of faith you have. Or, or more specifically, he needs you to see what kind of faith you don't have. A pudding to proof. Now, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I want to know what kind of faith I have. Is your faith the kind of faith that's going to make it? Will your faith go through the fire and be okay? Let me tell you something. A faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. I, do, I know this. I don't like the fire. I don't like suffering. I don't like pain. My wife can attest to this. I'm a poor patient. Say amen. And when I get it, I, am, I milk it for all it's worth. Say amen. I don't like suffering. I don't like heartache. I don't like difficulty. I like it when it's easy. I like it when it's, when it's smooth sailing. I don't like confrontation. I don't like any of that kind of stuff. But I tell you this, sometimes we got to go through the fire. You say, why? So God can know. No, God already knows. It's not so he can know. It's so we can know. It's so we can know. So there's, there's purifying trials. And he said, you're fixing, you're fixing to go through it. So... Knowing that, knowing that. Now, how many of y'all, how many of y'all, you, you got it. You, there's no way you can see what's going on in our country and not see it. But how many of y'all know it's fixing to get bad in America? No, no, let me change that. Let me change that. It's fixing to get worse in America. Now, here's the thing. What do we do? What do we do? Now, the kind of trials we're dealing with in this particular chapter is not is not your lipstick, your lipstick didn't work this morning. Fellas, it's not that, that, that you, you reached for the box of Cheerios and it was empty and nobody put it in the garbage. Are y'all with me? That's not what it's talking about. It's, it's a trial based on your walk with Jesus. In other words, suffering because of the stand you take for Jesus Christ. Not, not raining on Sunday, not having to walk through the gravel to get in the building, but standing for truth, standing for, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing stuff, you know, you, you, you see people, uh, if, if, if I say, if I say that, that, that God made Adam and Eve and put them together and I believe that marriage is for a man and for a woman, then I'm judgmental and I'm a homophobe. If you take a stand for righteousness, if you take, listen, religious people don't suffer persecution. Religious people don't suffer persecution. Religious people are not being killed all over this world, but righteous people are. Cain was very religious. 
Cain was very religious. He was, he was religious, and he had his own religion, if you will. He did it his way, and he had an issue, and he hated his brother. Why? According to, according to the New Testament, because his brother was righteous, and his deeds were evil. But he was religious, but he hated his brother and killed his brother. Preacher, what am I saying? I'm saying this. If you're righteous, you're going to go through trials, and you're going to go through difficulties. And I don't want anybody to leave here and say, you know, I, I come to church in the rain. So I, no, no, no. I'm talking about people in Sudan who are having their heads cut off because they named the name of Christ. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about people in North Korea who are having their children killed in front of them because they were caught having an underground church. We know, we really know nothing about this kind of difficulty. Are y'all with me? I think America's full, but I tell you this, America's fixing to have an eye-opening experience, and we're fixing to face the same thing, and I'm here to tell you and warn you now, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. What do we do? What do we do? Peter says what to do. Look what he says in verse number 12. Think it not strange. Say that with me. In other words, the first thing we do, number one, is we expect it. I was in Guadalajara, Mexico, <clears throat> in, a, in a missions compound. And in that missions compound, uh, the, the, the missionary there that we, we, we were staying with, our, 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 our missionary group on this missions trip, uh, he had two, two sons, and they were about the age of me and my brother, and, and, and they had boxing gloves, and, uh, and, and me and my brother. And at that time, I think I was 15, 15 or 16, I don't remember, 14 or 15, and my brother was younger than me, but at that time, I was real slender, and, and, and I mean slender, uh, uh, and, and my brother was a little bit heavier and a little bit clumsier and all that kind of thing, and, and, uh, and we had them boxing gloves, and we was going at it. He had a set, and I had a set, and I was a whole lot faster than him, and I was wearing him out. I'm talking about wearing him out. His little face was red and everything, and, uh, and, and we was going after it, and I was kind of enjoying it, to be honest with you, and, uh, and, and we was having at it, and all of a sudden, the only thing I saw was his kneecaps on my way down. Are y'all with me? I, 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 I never saw it. I don't know what happened. I, I swear to this day, I think somebody come behind me and hit me in the back of the head with a two-by-four. But he gave me a concussion that day. I'm talking about a sure enough get own concussion. He hit me so hard, I think my grandchildren are going to have a headache. Say amen. I never saw it coming. Matter of fact, it was so bad, we had to leave Mexico early for what he'd done to me. Say amen. I used to pick on him all the time till that incident. Amen. He'd never explained it that way before. Amen. I never saw it coming. You know when the devil really gets us when we don't expect it. And, and, and I, I don't know what God has helped me with this week, but uh, it seemed like every year around Easter time, something stupid happens, some, something ignorant goes on, and, 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 and man, I'm just like all tore out the frame, and I'm thinking, you know, and this year it's like, well, I can tell it's Easter. And you know, when we start expecting God or expecting something to take place, if we start expecting trials, if we start expecting the devil to try to irritate us, if we start, I mean, really, we're, we're on the winning side and we're in the devil's territory and, and we're seeing people saved and we're, we're seeing homes put back together and we're seeing people help. And you don't think he's going to have an attitude about it? 
I mean, somebody talked about you? Really? That's a shock? Somebody's criticizing you. Somebody's criticizing your church. Somebody's, and that, and we're, we're shocked about that? What they did to Jesus, they will do to you. And he said, think it not strange. Think it not strange. Hey, I, I was talking, uh, uh, we were talking a while ago through the parking lot, and I said, I think it's strange when something is not going on. When there isn't an issue, when there isn't a problem. But he said, look, think it not strange. Don't, don't, don't think like this is some unusual situation. Jesus said, they hated me. They're going to hate you. They talked about me. They're going to talk about you. You know what? When we, had, when we had 30 people, nobody talked about us. Nobody cared about us. But you let them get three more than they got. Y'all with me? Expect it. Two things I want you to expect. When you're serving God, when you're now, now you, this is that's a big if, guys. Uh, if you're not doing anything for God, probably most of this is not going to pertain to you because if you're not a threat to the devil, he's not going to mess with you. And you run around saying, "Boy, the devil's been on my back all week." I highly doubt that. But if you become a threat to him. If you start reaching people, if your life, if your life becomes a light to those in darkness, are y'all with me? If you start sharing with others what God has given you, now you've got his attention. Are y'all with me? Now, now here's some things that you need to, you need to expect. When you're serving God, you need to expect. When God does something for you, you need to expect this. A, deflating reaction. Deflating reactions. I use those words on purpose. Deflating reactions. Don't expect everybody to be as excited as you are for what God's doing in your life. Especially Christians. Now, I would expect lost people not to care about what God's doing in my life. Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a vision from God. Joseph had, I'm talking about a God dream. Y'all with me? I mean, this was not something he conjured up. This was not something he made up. He had a dream. God gave him a destiny. God gave him a dream. God gave him a vision. God gave him something to look forward to. And the moment he shared it, they didn't like it. I'll never, ever in my entire born days forget the day I sat with four older gentlemen and said, can't you see a 500-seat auditorium on that hill? And they said, nope. I mean, I'm excited. I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate vision and communicate the dream and, and, and share a little enthusiasm and motivate them to want to see what God sees. And Because if you, if you can't see it before you see it, you ain't never going to see it. And you got to have vision and you got to have excitement. And I said, man, can't you see it? And I was expecting this response. I was expecting this response. Preacher, I tell you what, if you can see it, I... But no. Can you see it? Nope. I mean, it was like, it was like, 
two things happened. At first, there was a pin. I'm like, man, really? Then it made me mad. I thought, Jeff, bless God, you're going to see you, amen. I mean, that my, listen, sometimes, sometimes you'll share, and, and by the way, it's hard for somebody that's not close to God to share in the joy and the testimony of somebody who is. And I'm not going to be too critical on that way because I've been there. I, I, I've been in that place where I've been in a, in a fog and in a black cloud and, and that person has been in the sunshine of God's glory for a while and they come to share it and all happy. I don't want to be happy. Y'all with me? But here's the point. Expect that. Don't let that take away from what God's doing in your life. Don't let them pop your spiritual bubble because they ain't got enough vision to see past the windshield. If God gave you a dream, honey, enjoy the dream. Because there's always going to be somebody, always going to be somebody that's going to be walking around in the cloud and they're going to try to rain on your parade. Look for it, Chris. I'm telling you, look for it. There's going to be days you're going to be so excited about what God's doing, and I'm excited for you, and there's going to be time that somebody's just going to come in there, and it's just, they're just going to have a bad attitude. Just say, God bless you and move. Let that, be, let that be motivation. Because everybody's not going to be as excited about what God's doing in your life that you are. Deflating. Deflating. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Deflating. Reaction. Nehemiah. Nehemiah's building the wall. Nehemiah's got a calling in his life. He's building the wall. Sambalat and Tobiah. Nehemiah 2.10, when Sambalat and Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there was come a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Nehemiah 2.19, but when Sambalat the Horonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite and Geshem the Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us. Despised us and said, what is this thing that ye do? Will ye rebel against the king? You know what I read into that? There's going to be people, there's going to be people who will despise God's vision in your life. As crazy as that sounds, as ridiculous as that sounds, there's going to be other people in other churches that don't like and despise the growth of this church. It, it's just a, it's a fact of life. What's the point? Expect it. Expect it. Because if you expect, <clears throat> we have gone, we have gone to folks and said, "Let us help you." We can't get no more people in our building. We're 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 doing three services now. Can't find seats now. Listen, let us help put people in your building. And we have literally heard these words. Now, this is not from people who are successful. This is not from people who are blowing out the doors. This is from people who are struggling. This is for people who, who are having a hard time paying the bills in church. This is their exact words. We're not interested. As frustrating as that is, I've got to expect it. 
Because if I don't expect it, it's going to catch me off guard. And I'm going to think it's strange. And it's going to keep me from keeping where I need to be. Are y'all with me? Deflated. I, I don't know why. I, somebody needs this. This is, this, is, this is so important. Deflating reactions. Then, then be. Now remember, we're talking about if you're doing something for God, if you're serving God, if you've made that decision to sell out and be what God wants you to be, expect deflating reactions. Expect demonic retaliation. Expect demonic retaliation. Now, the devil is not like the Lord. The Lord is everywhere all the time. Anytime, every time, he can be in all places at the same time. But the devil's not like that. The devil is a created being. Y'all with me? He can only be at one place at a time. But, but, he's got some help. There are demons, there are demons at his command that are spread all over this world trying to fight against God's people. Matter of fact, they don't just fight against you, they're fighting to keep your prayers from being answered. Ask Daniel. Preacher, what are you saying? When you do right, expect demonic retaliation. How about Elijah on Mount Carmel? Elijah on Mount Carmel, he preaches, sees God move in an incredible way. We're talking about real, sure enough revival. The moment they start the service, he says, if God be God, then serve him. If Baal be God, then serve him. And the Bible says they answered him not a word. In other words, they were not going to choose. They were, not, they were him hawing around. They was not committing to God and doing what they were to do. Right in the service, right in his face. In other words, he was the only one at that point in time in that particular place that was on God's side. They had the, they had the contest, caused fire down from heaven. Amen? Y'all remember the story? Fire down from heaven consumed the, the sacrifice. And man, they said the Lord is God. The Lord is God. They killed all the prophets. And, and man, they are experiencing revival. He is so excited. He is so jacked up. He runs all the way back to the city. He runs, or excuse me, all the way back to the palace, and he gets a death threat. He says, I'm going to kill you. Jezebel says, I'm going to kill you just like you killed my prophets. What happened? Immediately after a move of God in his life, immediately after a success, immediately after a victory, he was hit right in the face by demonic retaliation. You know what I find sometimes I'm the most tempted and I'm the most uh, fault in my life? is right after God does something great. Right after I have experienced the greatest victory, sometimes I've experienced the greatest defeat because I'm not expecting it. Do you know why, Do you know why uh, uh, Elijah ran off and was depressed? I'm talking about depressed to the point of suicide. He didn't even want to live anymore because he wasn't expecting it. He was expecting revival. He was expecting the nation to change. He was expecting uh, Ahab and Jezebel to come around and follow God. Like in the whole point, he wasn't expecting it. And Peter says, when it comes, think it not strange. When you face that fire, think it not strange. Because if you're expecting it, y'all with me? Harry Houdini, 
Harry Houdini had a standing bet, if you will, or challenge that he could take any man's punch. He could take any man's punch. He could tighten his stomach, you know, and, and he was strong and muscular, and he could, he could take any man's punch, and he had this challenge out for money and all that. And the guy walked into his dressing room and, and was going to challenge him, and, and, and Harry Houdini turned around, and he, before he was able to tighten up his stomach and be prepared for it, he hit him, kind of like a sucker punch. And it tore up his insides. It tore up his insides to the point it caused his death. Because it wounded him and it hurt him so bad that it caused his death. Why? He wasn't. When's the devil get us? When we're not. Think it not strange. Think it not strange when they criticize you. Think it not strange when they don't understand your vision. Think it not strange when they don't understand the dream God gave you. Think it not strange when they can't, when they can't really uh, line up with what God's leading you to do. Think it not strange when you go through trials and tribulations. Think it not strange when these things are... Because if you're expecting it, you can deal with it. Say amen. amen. Number two. Number two. There's a great illustration there too with Paul. Paul's building a fire after the shipwreck. Paul's building a fire. Man, I'm, I'm going to preach that one again. That's a, that's a good one. When the fire burns, the snakes crawl. Amen? Paul's doing a good deed. He's building a fire. And, and in the process of building a fire, a snake comes out of the fire and latches on him. Guess what happens when you try to build a fire to keep people warm? Snakes are going to crawl. Snakes are going to crawl. But thank God, God's bigger than the snakes. Amen. Amen? Number two. Number two. This is the one... This is the one that's a little more difficult. Expecting it, expecting it is, is, is a little bit easier to practice. But now we have to express. Express what? Joy. He said, don't let it take you by surprise in verse number 12. But verse 13, he says, but rejoice. Now, I'm standing here preaching this. And, it, and it's one thing to preach and it's another thing to hear. But, but when, you're, when you're in that doctor's office... When you're in the bank's office trying to save your house, when you're at a place where, y'all with me? When the trial, you're in the midst of the fire, that rejoicing part is a little bit more difficult. But he, 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 he went on to say more. He said rejoice. That's something that we, we have to do. That's an active role that we play. But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. <coughs> now, now watch, watch, watch. I just, I just saw this. Exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. That is a response to our action. Watch, look what it says. I just saw this, just now, I just saw this. But rejoice, that's something we have to do. We have to on purpose do this in the midst of our trial. Y'all with me? Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, what's the next word? That. That. In other words, you have to do this, that, this over here can take place. 
That's good. I have to rejoice. I have to own purpose with a purpose because if we don't do it on purpose, we won't do it. I have to rejoice. Now, with that being said, how many of y'all want exceeding joy? Let me ask that again. How many of y'all want exceeding joy? Okay. Then we got to take a step. When the trial comes, when the difficulty comes, when the tears are dripping off our face, when the pain is so real and so heavy, you think you're going to die, we have to rejoice. Because it's taking that step that's going to bring exceeding joy. Now, God did tell us some things that will help us with this. First thing is this. How, how can we rejoice in the trial? How can we rejoice in the pain? How can we rejoice in the suffering by knowing three things? Three things right here. Watch this. First, that when we're in the trial, we're fellowshipping with Jesus. We are fellowshipping with Jesus. Fellowshipping with the Holy God. Look what it says in verse 13. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. In other words, we are carrying it with him. Philippians 3.10 says that I may know him. Paul said, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everybody wants to wear the crown of gold. Everybody wants to have the power of God in their life. Everybody wants to sit on the throne like the disciples. But one thing they failed to understand, you'll never know him in the power of the resurrection. In order to have a resurrection, there's got to be a death. In order to have a resurrection, there's got to be a death. In order to have a healing, there's got to be a sickness. And everybody wants the power. Everybody wants the healing. Everybody wants the glory. Everybody wants the excitement. But nobody wants to carry the cross. But I'm telling you, there'll never be a crown without carrying a cross. He said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. I want to know him in the ability that he has. I want to experience the glory of Christ in my life. But before we can have that, we have to fellowship in his sufferings. We have to walk in his sufferings. We have to experience that part of our life. But I got good news for you. You'll never go through it alone. The word fellowship, look what the word fellowship means. It means partaking of the same thing in the same place. Now, that ain't, that don't, you ain't, you ain't even got it yet. I can tell because you'd be shouting. Partaking of the same thing in the same place. When I am in a trial, when I am suffering, when I am in pain, when I am hurting, he is taking part in it with me. He is going through the same thing in the same place. How do you know? Listen, they never saw Jesus till they were thrown in the fiery furnace. The three Hebrew children took a stand and did what God told them to do, and they were not willing to compromise, and they were not willing to bow down, and they were not willing to back up, and they got thrown into the fiery furnace. But when they got in the fire, they found out there was somebody there waiting on them. It was Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, when you go through the fire, when you go through the trial, when you go through the suffering he'll be in the surgery room before you ever get there he'll be in the courtroom before you ever get there he'll be in the banker's office before you ever get there and when you face the difficulty you're going to walk through it with him somebody say amen listen Paul Paul says in Acts chapter number 10 
we find the writer, and when it says that when there arose a great dissension, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces by his enemies, they commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and to bring him in the castle. And the night following, I love this, and the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer. I'm glad when we're in our dark hour and in our dark place, the Lord will stand by you. The Bible says in Acts when they were in the storm, when they were in the shipwreck, he said, listen, there has stood by me this night the angel of God, and he said, everything's going to be all right. And he said, now I believe God. What are you saying? I'm saying this, in your trial, in your difficulty, in your suffering, in your painful situation, you're not in it alone. He's walking right beside you, and he'll be there before you get there. Church, say amen. amen. How can I rejoice? How can I be excited? Because you'll never be as close to Christ as you are when you're in the fellowship of his sufferings. God don't know nothing. Jesus don't know nothing about a new house. He don't know nothing about a new car. He don't know nothing about a new suit. He don't know. Listen, he had nowhere to lay his head. He was a poor carpenter. But if you talk about suffering, he can relate to that. He can walk with you and talk with you and he can feel it. He can get right down on your level when it talks about people betraying him and, and, and people talking about him and people ridiculing him and people denying. Are y'all with me? Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. We can rejoice because what I go through, he goes through. What I face, he faces. Verse 14. If ye be reproached, for the name of Christ, happy are ye. Why are you happy? Why are you happy when people make fun of you? Why are you happy when people criticize your ministry and never been on the property? Why, why, why are you happy when, 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 when people say all kind of things that are not true? He says, because the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. I tell you what. I'd rather have God and His presence and His power than any praise of man. He, said, he says in Romans 8, 18. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in that day. Well, in verse 13, he says, When his glory shall be revealed. What does that mean? Look, I didn't even give you the word. A is fellowship. B is future. Future. What does that mean? That means one day, it's all going to be worth it. One day, every tear, every trial, every difficulty. But you gotta, you got to understand something. There's something about trials that I think a lot of people don't get. God doesn't replace 
the trial with glory. In other words, he don't take this away and replaces it with this. God transformed the trial into his glory. Let me illustrate it. Uh, a mother in labor is under a great trial. And that baby is putting her through intense, intense pain. The closest she'll ever be to death is during the birth of her child. And going through this great, intense, difficult situation, it is, it is almost unbearable. But at the birth of that baby, and when that, when that doctor takes that baby who just caused all that pain, I need an I need a amen, mama. And places it in the arms of that mama. That pain is trans, just, just, it's just transformed into glory. An exceeding joy. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this, whatever your trial is, whatever you've gone through that you thought was going to kill you, God's not just going to take it away. He's going to transform it. <laughs> Jeff, he's going he's to take that thing that hurt you so bad, and he's going to use that same thing to bring the greatest joy in your life. Now, only God can do that. That brings, that, bringing, that brings Romans so much into view. Romans 8, 28. For all things work for good. The good things, the bad things, the hurtful things, the painful things. You see, the devil's got a contract out on you. It's just like Joseph's brothers. Y'all remember what that, all that situation? I'm not going to take time because I don't have any. But y'all know what happened. He said, he said y'all meant it for evil. Y'all meant to destroy me. Y'all meant to kill me. Y'all meant to hurt me. But that's all good. See, he didn't just take Joseph out of the situation and put him in a better situation. He took the situation. Oh, my soul. Oh, I'm, I done got there. Amen. When did when did Stephen see the glory of God when he was being stoned? Looks up. Man, I want to, I want to hunker down right there, but I ain't gonna do it. Number three, number three. Is Dustin up there anywhere? Is he hiding? Is he smoking a cigarette? What's he doing? Is it? 
is he setting that clock for like I'm, I'm over at the time? Is he setting it back and then praying, or do I need to stop in time to pray? What time is it? That'll tell me. What time is it, people? What is it? It's 10 till 8? Okay. Yeah, I know it. Tell that to them kids workers out there. I come through there coming in here to get ready, and son, I, they need a raise, people. We need, to, <laughs> we need to pay them people out there some more money. Amen. Or pay them something anyway. Amen. Number three, number three, what do we do in our trial? What was number one? First, we got to, number one, we got to expect, expect the trial. Number two, we have to express, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice. Hey, let's do it on credit. Let's do it, on, and that's something I'm like, what are you talking about? My dad, my dad, he used to say it can't mean, son, if you can't shout, just do it on credit. In other words, some people shout because they got something to shout about. Well, if you don't have nothing to shout about, go ahead and shout on credit. You'll get it directly. Amen? Yeah. And sometime in the midst of our trial, we may just have to rejoice on credit. Yeah. I don't feel like rejoicing. I don't want to rejoice. I don't even must think I got something to rejoice about. But I'm going to go ahead and rejoice because I know if I rejoice, I'm going to have exceeding joy in a minute. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Number three. We just ain't got enough time on Wednesday night. Amen. Huh? I ain't gonna tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Filling, the filling of the Holy Spirit, and that comes out of that comes out of verse 14. It said, "For the Spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you." Why did Why did Paul Why did Paul say that he would glory in his infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon him? It was, it was hell on earth going through that thorn, and that thorn was awful painful. But because of the thorn, because of the trial, if you will, he experienced the presence of God and the power of God in his life. Amen? Does that make sense? All right, number three. <clears throat> number three. What's the word? Examine. Examine. Look what the Bible says. Verse 17 says, For the time has come, for the time has come, that judgment must begin at the house of God. All right, th four things right here I want you to write down. First, uh, when we're in the midst of the trial, there's some things we need to know. There's some things we need to figure out. Number one, we need to figure out the reason for the trial. Number one, verse 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, as a thief, or as an evildoer, as a busybody in other men's matters. What does that tell us? We need to, we need to understand why we're in the trial. Because if you're suffering because you did something stupid, now, if you go 80 in a 45 and you get a $500 ticket, that's not a trial. It's a trial. But God didn't have nothing to do with it. Y'all with me? And what he's saying here in this verse, he said, don't do something stupid. Don't suffer for a bad reason. Don't think that don't think because if you sin and you're reaping the consequences of your sin that you're suffering for Jesus. Y'all with me? So what does that mean? If I'm suffering, let's see, am I doing something stupid? Am I doing something sinful? I don't know if y'all want to write that down, but that, that's just coming to me that way, amen. And if I'm not, if I am, repent and make that right. God doesn't punish you because he hates you. He does it to get you to do right. Amen? So, so 
anyhow, anyhow, got to hurry, got to hurry. Number two, number two, we need to know the reason for the trial. Number two, the reaction to the trial. The reaction to the trial. Verse 16. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. I love this. But let him glorify God on this behalf. Now, that doesn't mean say amen. What does it mean to glorify God? It means make him look good. And boy, when I got this, when I understood this, holy cow, it changed everything in my heart. It means this, when you're in the midst of the fire, is your response making God look good? When something horrible happens to you and everybody's watching, how do you respond? Did your response make God look good or did it make you look horrible? Did you cuss everybody out in the shop? Did you give the California howdy to the person who cut you off in traffic? Ask me after church if you don't know what that means. Or ask my dog, amen. He... If you was in the second service, you'd know what that means, but anyhow. Are y'all with me? How are you responding in the trial? How did you respond when, when, when your boss cussed you out for wanting to uh, be off and go to church? Did you respond in a godly way? Did you respond in meekness? Did you respond? I know this is hard preaching, but this is, this is what it says. Are we glorifying God in our response to our trial? Since we like that one, let's move to number three. Boy, this Bible stuff's hard living, ain't it? The reason for the trials in verse 15, the reaction to the trials, verse 16, verse 17, the results of the trial. What will the trial do in our life? For the time has come. The judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? There's a purifying that takes place. You know what I found out? If I, if, if I don't want God to judge me, I need to judge myself. I need to, I need to check myself. I need to discipline myself. Because I would rather me discipline me than God discipline me. Y'all with me? And the trial may give you an opportunity to, to do a reality check in your spiritual life. Y'all with me? Number four. Number four. The remedy for the trial. I guess this is really the one we all need. Verse 19. He says, when y'all really go through the fire, wherefore let them that suffer according to the will of God What's that next word? This is a banking term. It means deposit for safekeeping. In other words, when you're going through the fire, you need to commit everything to God and know that if it's God's will for me to go through this, He's going to bring me out okay. If it's God's will for me to face this trial and to face this fire and to face this difficulty... God knows everything's going to be okay. I'm going to commit that to him. Proverbs chapter 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean, this is, this is important, guy. Put your pens down, put your pens, papers down, because y'all ain't paying attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me, because this is important. This is really important. I don't mean to be blunt, but I usually save that for my office. But 
Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own. There's going to be so many things in life we just don't understand. And there's going to be some things in life you're going to call me and I'm not going to know. You're going to read a book and it's not going to help you. You're going to go to a conference and it's not going to help you. There's just going to be some things that we've just got to trust God. But I'm glad we can. If we're going to... If, listen, listen, this is so important. If we're going to trust God with our eternal destiny, don't you think we can trust Him with this temporary trial? If we're trusting Him to save us forever and ever and ever, that we're going to be safe forever and ever and ever in glory in heaven forever and ever and ever and ever, and He's going to take care of us forever and ever and ever and ever. I, th- I think we can trust him. Though now for a season, temporary. If need be, that means he knows we need it. Y- are y'all with me? We're already two minutes over time, so we're going to pray right here. We're going to pray. Will y'all help me pray for Easter this Sunday? Let's pray. Let's, let's, let's bow our heads right here. Lord. I don't like the trials. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even like talking. I don't even like preaching about it. It's had me depressed all day. But God, I know they're, I know they're needful and I know they're necessary. And I know sometimes we have to go through them. But they're always for our benefit. And we can say like Job that when you have tried us, we're going to come forth as gold. Father, I pray that you'll help us in our trial. I pray that you'll help us in our fire. I pray that you'll help us in our difficulty to open our eyes and see that you're in that furnace with us. Open our eyes to see that you're in that den of lions with us. To open our eyes and see that you're down in that valley while we're facing that giant. We're not by ourselves. God, I pray that you'll walk through us through every trial that we ever face. Lord, we'll praise you and thank you. And we'll rejoice. We'll rejoice in the midst. Father, I praise you. In Jesus' name we all pray and all God's people say it. Amen. Good night. Go get your children. Hurry, run, grab them. I've been restless on the inside.